Welcome to WP Contribute, shining the spotlight on the people behind WordPress, people like you. I'm your host, Christina Workman, and now let's meet today's guest. Hello, and thanks for listening to WP Contribute. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Ali Nimmins. Ali is a tech support team member at GiveWP and a GoDaddy Pro speaker ambassador. She owns Pixel Glow Maintenance, where she provides WordPress maintenance services to growing businesses. Welcome, Allie. Hi, Christina. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So is there anything else you wanted to touch on in, in that introduction other than what we've already said? No, I think, I think you really touched on all the things that take up most of my time in, in any given day. So that's a good representation of, of who I am and, and what I do, particularly in the WordPress space. Excellent. I'm curious if you can tell us more about what it means to be a speaker ambassador. So I like to joke that I am a, I'm a GoDaddy employee, but they pay me in plane tickets to WordCamps <laughs> um, because basically I am an advocate for the GoDaddy Pro product, not necessarily GoDaddy as a company or any of their other you know, domain or hosting products, but specifically for GoDaddy Pro, which I use um, to maintain my sites and my client sites as well. And um, yeah, they, they send me to camps that they are, some camps that they are sponsoring, not all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they sponsor a camp, they send me, they usually send a couple of other people as well. Uh, and I get to be there as, a, as an ambassador for the product. And um, a lot of times my talks are kind of geared so that they are um, appealing or helpful for people who might also be interested in the GoDaddy Pro system. Um, so people who are managing multiple websites and need to back up multiple websites and, you know, those sorts of people. And so I get to have a lot of really, really cool conversations um, with people who either use GoDaddy Pro or are interested in GoDaddy Pro. And um, I get to connect them with this really, really neat tool that I really love. Um, and I get to travel. Like this past year, I've traveled. Uh, I've never been to Boston before. I got to go to Boston. I've never been to Seattle before, and I got to go to Seattle. Nice. Next weekend, I'm going to Phoenix for the first time. I've never been to Phoenix. I've never been to St. Louis. I got to go to, to WordCamp US last year, thanks to GoDaddy. And so um, it's really a pretty sweet gig. I don't know how I, how I lucked into it and what I did, <laughs> but um, it's, it's kind of my dream because I really, really like speaking and I really, really like traveling. Um, and I've met like people like yourself through yeah. those experiences. And so it's really opened up the, the world of WordPress as far as the people to me, which is pretty fantastic. That's amazing. That sounds really great. I wouldn't mind doing something like that at some point down the road. (laughs) I'm not as a big speaker yet though. This, this podcast thing is sort of, that's my limit right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you ever, if you ever want some, some advice or help or anything like that, I've been speaking in some way, shape or form in front of people since I was five. Wow. So being up on stage and having people pay attention to me is like, my thing. <laughs> that's um, impressive. Yeah, I've spoken. I find it really fun. Yeah, I've spoken at our local camps and mm. um and and at our meetups, but that's sort of the extent of it. And certainly not confident in that area at this point. Got it. Yeah. So, anyways, um, mm-hmm. 
So how long have you been contributing to WordPress? Um, I guess, I guess it depends on what, what we define as contributing, right? Um, I've not yet contributed to WordPress in, um, kind of the way that people think of that immediately, like contributing code or participating in um, like a contributor day or writing documentation or any of those kind of really direct things that you can like look at and be like, I wrote that or like I did that, you know. Um, I think I'm more of a community contributor, which Mm -hmm. I think is still pretty great and pretty awesome and really fun and and helpful. Very Um, important. Thank you. Um, I do my best. I feel like <laughs> since I've since I've become more active in the community, meaning since March of last year, um, which is really when I, I met like everyone that I know now. Um, I met for the first time starting in March of last year. Um, I've had just a lot of conversations with people, and I've tried to have a lot of conversations with people about the nature of community and and what it means to be a community member and and what it means to be a helpful community member and an impactful community member. Um, I talk a lot about diversity in this space. That was the the talk that I gave um, at WordCamp US with Jill Binder and Aruba Ahmed and David Wolfpaw. Mm -hmm. We all did a workshop on making more diverse and inclusive spaces. And that really began from conversations that I've had with lots of other people about how do we make our WordPress space more diverse and inclusive. Um, so if I can if I can leave this planet having contributed something to WordPress, um, hopefully it will be making it a more diverse and inclusive space. And so that's the way that I try to contribute. It is one of my goals for this year to contribute in a more physical sense, like contributing code or contributing documentation or something, something along those lines. I do really mm-hmm. want to do that and, you know, get that little badge thingy. Right. Um, but yeah, as of, as of right now, it's a lot of community stuff, which I find to be really, really rewarding and, it's e- it's like easy for me to have these conversations. Does it feel like um, like work or an inconvenience or anything like that to have these conversations? And that's one of the things I like the most about going to WordCamps and going to meetups is talking to other people, which I never thought I would say because I'm very much an introvert. And like I've said a bazillion times, like I do not like people. I don't like talking to people or <laughs> hanging out with people in social situations. But WordCamps are just different for me. I agree. They're so like if you talk to anybody else that that knows me outside of the WordPress space, they're like, yeah, Allie doesn't, Allie doesn't go to like parties or or networking events or, you know, I'd I'd much rather stay in home in my pajamas and drink tea and read a book. But when it comes to WordCamp, it's like, yeah, I'll I'll spend three solid days talking to people. (laughs) There aren't enough hours in the day. There are not. Right. Yeah. Like, WordCamp US was fantastic because I got to talk to an inordinate amount of people that I never would have gotten to meet before. Um, and it was so unbelievably gratifying and, and interesting and fun. And um, yeah, that's that's what I really like doing right now. And I hope that um, every camp I go to, I can have more, co- more of these talks with different people as well. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's the that's the main way that I I feel like I contribute to WordPress. Right. Awesome. And 
if I remember correctly, you are an organizer for WordCamp Miami? Um, I started to organize WordCamp Miami, and it wasn't really the right fit for me, which I okay. think was really interesting because WordCamp Miami is my home camp. I live in Miami. It was the first camp that I ever attended. Uh, I went to 2017, I'm sorry, 2015, 2017, 2019, and then I started going to lots of other camps. So that is the camp that got me into the WordPress community. It's the camp that got me into WordPress in the first place. Um, And so I was really, really, really eager to join the organizing team. And I was like, this is, this is something I like, I have to, it just makes sense. Like I have to do this. And I realized that I didn't really like organizing. And that's not anything against organizing or against that team or against anything. It just wasn't the right fit for me. And that was a really interesting lesson that I had to learn was that just because I love this space and I love this event um, and I like these people and I want to spend time with them, it doesn't mean that I have to do everything, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't mean that I have to take on every single responsibility that that's put out there to me. Um, And And I can spend my energy. Yeah, exactly. And I can spend my time and my energy and my focus doing something that I would rather do. And and as a result can do better. Like I think that when we like something that we're doing and when we feel passionate about it and we feel confident, we do a better job than if we're kind of struggling through it, you know? And I realized at a certain point, like I'm a volunteer and if I'm struggling here, I don't have to do this. I, I can give this position to somebody who would probably be much better at it than I. And so yeah. I, I made that decision and um, it was a weird decision to make because it kind of, it was that moment where it was like, am I, am I failing at, at this? Is this a bad thing? Like, did I fail? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I giving up? You know, like it, everyone always says like, don't give up when things get hard, but you know, sometimes it's, it's not the right decision. And so yeah. um, it's it is kind of a up. weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I eventually got around to that way of thinking and um, it is a weird thing. Cause I was super, super gung ho about it and like told everyone like, I'm going to be an organizer for <laughs> Miami. This is so great. And so I still, to this day, people will, will like DM me with a question and I'm like, I'm actually not doing that anymore, but I can tell you who is and, and they can definitely help you. Yeah. Which um, is still helpful. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a interesting experience. I, I did learn a lot about not only myself but about the process of organizing a WordCamp, which is not a small feat in any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. It is a lot of work. And Miami is one of the bigger ones, right? As far as the yeah, local ones if, go, if not the biggest, I think it's the second largest in terms of attendance. Yeah, and um, you know, for people who are doing this as volunteers in their free time, you know, in between work, family, kids, self-care, all of that stuff, like mm-hmm. hug your organizers, everybody. Next time you go to a WordCamp, <laughs> find every organizer you can and just give them a hug and say thank you because it is it is a gift with what what people do, and I don't yeah I don't take that for I didn't want to you know knowing that I wasn't really a right fit for it, I, I kind of felt weird at a certain point continuing to try to power through because I was like, I'm, I'm not kind of like living up to what in my head an, a WordCamp organizer does. 
It's like the amount right. of work that they put into it and how much they love doing it. Like, I'm sure there are so many organizers who are like, yeah, it's a lot of work, but I really, really, really love it. And so it's worth it. I didn't yeah. really feel that way. And so yeah, it just didn't work out. That's all right. That's, and that's something, like you said, it took you a little while to sort of come to terms with it. That was okay. And a lot of people still struggle with that. Right. And mm -hmm. it's not giving up. It's not quitting. It's making a smart decision and prioritizing. Yeah. Like I said, can't do everything. But. And I'll still be there if, if I don't, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but if this comes out before February 28th, I will. It might. Okay. Or close, um, later close to it. Got it. I will definitely see people there. Um, if this goes out after, I will have seen you there. I actually <laughs> bought my ticket, which this is the first time I've ever bought a ticket to WordCamp, I realized. Because all of my other tickets were either I was speaking, so my ticket was comped, mm -hmm. or the very first time I went, I went um, because my boss at the time was speaking, and so he brought me with him, so he paid for my ticket. Right. Um, so it felt, it felt kind of cool. I was like, this is the first time I'm ever actually financially supporting WordCamp. And I was like, this is... This is nice. This is good. This is what should nice. happen. Um, but I'll still be there. I'll actually be there, um, give my actual job, not my GoDaddy job, but my actual paycheck yeah. job. Um, they are going to be sponsors. So I'm going to be at their booth probably for a lot of the time helping out and um, being nice. a give ambassador too. Awesome. Can you tell us a bit about what Word Camp Miami is like? Like how many days is it? How many tracks? What kind of stuff goes on to the best so, of your experience? Yeah. So to the best of my experience and the best of my knowledge, as far as this year goes, um, typically it's three days, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, Saturday and Sunday are full track days. So as far as I know, we don't do contributor day at Word Camp Miami. Uh, the Friday is typically workshops. Okay. Um, like for example, last year we had a freelancers workshop. I believe we had a, excuse me, a beginners workshop. I don't remember what the third one was, but primarily the workshops are on the Fridays. And then there's usually a kind of advanced developer workshop on the Sunday. And so in previous years we've done JavaScript. I think in this, this year, Last I heard, so this is not a promise is what is going to happen, but last I heard sure. when we were chatting about it was um, we were going to move a little bit away from JavaScript and more specifically into like blocks and Gutenberg and, you know, all of these things that, that are very, very topical right now as far as the WordPress community goes. Because for a long right. time that was JavaScript and people were really, really, everyone yeah. wants to learn JavaScript, which you should, um, yeah. but Gutenberg is the new thing. And so... Um, I believe a lot of those talks are going to be on blocks and Gutenberg and, and the advanced levels of like how to build all of that stuff. And, um, cool. that's going to be really cool. Um, that's all I know for sure about this year versus like previous years. In, in previous years, we also do uh, a game show. Which I've heard. Yeah, the game show is awesome. I'm pretty sure that WordCamp Miami is the only camp that's done the game show. At, at least it's the only, it's the first camp to have done it. Um, they ran it at WordCamp US. They did. Yeah, it was really fun. I was and I was doing a workshop for contrib for contributors for mm -hmm. contributor day and contributing at the same time, so I couldn't oh. go. 
<laughs> it is pretty fun. We use an app called, I think it's called Kahoot, something like mm-hmm. that. And yeah. you can preset the questions and then everyone's on their phone and you have a certain amount of time and you pick the answers. And it's incredibly, incredibly fun, um, especially because, at least in Miami, David Bissett writes all the questions. Mm-hmm. And if you spend five minutes with David Bissett, like, you know, these questions are going to be funny and they're going to be silly yeah. and they're going to be clever. Um, and he's going to trick you. And it's, <laughs> it's incredibly fun. And like, I love it because it's so indicative of the like essence to me of a word camp. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a conference. Yeah. We're talking about like work related stuff and professional stuff and people are networking and you have job boards and sponsors, but it's fun. Yeah. Like, that's always the primary goal is like, how can we make this fun and enjoyable and make sure that people have a good time? And um, yeah, it just, yeah. It, it makes me really, really happy that things like this exist, you know? Yeah. I love that that, that exists, like you said. Yeah. And hopefully more camps will start to do it. I think we should try to do it. I hope so. Or else finding other ways, like finding other finding other other things, other ideas, other mm-hmm. concepts to, you know, bring some fun and some levity, especially when you have a kid's camp. I know at WordCamp Miami, at least last year, we did it like right before closing remarks. And so all the kids from the kid's camp came over. They also participated in it. And it just, it brought everyone who had been separated into all these tracks all day long. It brought everybody mm-hmm. together to play this big game and laugh together. Fun. And um, yeah, it's incredibly fun. Yeah. We started a selfie scavenger hunt last year. That's cute. To try like to that. get people to interact with different people a bit more, you know, things mm-hmm. like, you know, like you said, hug an organizer or <laughs> high five a speaker or, you know, talk to somebody that, that has never been to a WordCamp before to try mm-hmm. to help get some of that going and still have some fun and we had things like dress up as a a mountie or something like that because of the location (laughs) where we were that was something you could do or lock yourself in the jail things like that so yeah like have a little bit of fun right yeah cool so I think you mentioned you started contributing kind of last year-ish is that what you had said yeah I think so that's about right cool and did you say exactly how you started isn't this sad? Like it was five minutes ago and I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I think, yeah, as far as like my community con- contributing, um, it definitely did start last year uh, at WordCamp Miami last year because that was when I met Adam Warner, okay. who I give him complete credit of just changing my life entirely. Uh, he works at GoDaddy and he was the one that offered the uh, GoDaddy Pro Speaker Ambassador gig to me right um and so it was through him that I've been able to go to multiple camps and talk to multiple people and um um he's always been super duper supportive of like me using me and my personality and my interests and the things that I'm passionate about as a way to connect with other people and um you know make GoDaddy look good and all of that fun stuff and so that really kind of sprouted my, my ability to contribute and the way that I contribute sprouted out of his support and his encouragement and his friendship. Nice. Yeah. Pretty good guy. Yeah. That's great. And what makes you want to contribute? Like why, what is the deeper meaning of contributing <laughs> to you? It's a deep question. Oh man, that is a deep question. <laughs> um, there's a lot, to, there's a lot to that. I think that 
the I'm in a fairly unique position being a female person of color who is queer in the tech industry. I'm a little bit of a unicorn. And there are definitely other people out there who I've met. They definitely exist. They're fantastic people. But by and large, uh, the community is pretty homogenous as far as, you know, what people look like and what their backgrounds are. And mm-hmm. and sometimes even the way that they, they look at the world. And so it's been interesting to be part of a community like WordPress because we're very privileged in that this community is a lot more welcoming and a lot more let's say open-minded than a lot of other tech communities can be. Yeah. And so even though this, this community can be homogenous, most of those people are very, very susceptible to the idea of, you know, you're different from me and that's valuable rather than you're different from me and that's an inconvenience or that makes me uncomfortable or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so, um, the the reason I think I really like having these conversations is because they're easy because people want to listen to me and they encourage me rather than saying like, well, you shouldn't talk about race. This is WordCamp. We don't need to have these kind of conversations. We, we need to talk about JavaScript. Like right. I've had so many conversations about race at WordCamps. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> but I think that the way the way that we treat each other and the way that we see the world and all of these larger issues like race, they affect us. They affect everybody, especially Mm -hmm. in the country we live and in the, in the kind of time period that we're going through right now where things are very tenuous and stressful. Um, If I can, if I can make somebody think about those sorts of things a little bit differently or open their mind to a concept that they never really thought of, or, you know, Mm -hmm. convince them that, Hey, you should try not to say guys. You should try and say everyone or friends or folks yeah. because it is a nice thing to do. Like that makes me feel good. That makes me feel like I'm putting positivity and kindness and, and you know, good vibes out into the universe in an actionable way. You know, not just singing Kumbaya, but actually saying like, hey, there are actionable things that you can literally do every day to make your immediate space better and healthier for yourself and for other people. Like what a privilege to be able to do that. And people are asking me to do that. Um, I think a lot of people, I mean, myself mm -hmm. included, because I am, I mean, obviously nobody can see us, although if you check us out Mm -hmm. online, you would, but being a a straight white female, the only box I tick is female, which (laughs) is not as big of an issue. I mean, it's still, we have some, some, gains to make but Mm -hmm. you know it's sort of the I'm as close to a white male as you can get without the male (laughs) right right and and so I know from from my experience there's things that as much as I don't want to be walking around acting all privileged or anything there's just things that I'm not aware of because I haven't thought of because I haven't experienced it right Mm -hmm. so being able to talk to somebody like you and or other you know I've had conversations with other people where it's really interesting and helpful to understand situations that you wouldn't have otherwise experienced. Yeah. And And I, I I try to be very mindful of the fact that, you know, it's not, it's not a bad thing. If I meet somebody who is um, in the best way to use the word ignorant of 
right you know a situation or you know maybe saying this is not the most sensitive thing to say you didn't know and if you can say exactly. i didn't know thank you for telling me i'll try to do better like i can't get mad at you about that you know yeah. um i i don't fault people for not knowing i fault people for not being flexible and not being willing to learn or even acknowledge that you know there's room to learn you know right. what i mean yeah. um I don't mind having disagreements. I like having disagreements with people. I want to understand where other people are coming from and why they think the way that they think. Mm -hmm. um, and I've definitely had those conversations where it's kind of like, we're not going to agree on, on this particular topic. And so I'm going to walk away because um, I'm just not really here to get into arguments. Um, right. There are some people who can, who can handle that. I can't really do that. <laughs> um, but I remember kind of getting back to like the deeper meaning. I remember being in the first grade and for some reason, my teacher looked up all of the, like, kind of Latin meanings to our names. Okay. Like, uh, the, I guess the origins to our names. And my full name is Alexandra. And she told me that Alexandra is derived from Alexander because mm -hmm. obviously it is. Um, and, but Alexander means helper of man or helper of people. Right. And I remember being, like, six years old thinking, like, wow, like, that's thank you for telling me my purpose in life. Like my purpose on this earth is to help people. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> and I've always carried that with me. And so I've always derived a lot of joy and satisfaction from helping other people and um, being able to contribute to WordPress in this way of, of feeling like I can help somebody um, even just to get a more clarified idea of um how to, how to move about their, their immediate space is very gratifying to me. Yeah. And I think, I hope that just as, you know, you're, you're sharing all of this information and helping to, uh, what's the right word? Dehomogenize the WordPress word. space. I'll take that. <laughs> um, that just like it starts with one person, if we, as we have that happening more and more in the WordPress space, then the WordPress space being a small part of the tech space, mm -hmm. the more it happens with WordPress, the more it will start to become the norm elsewhere, exactly. hopefully, right? Like it, it kind of hopefully will contribute yeah. to that whole thing. I hope so too. I, I hope that there is definitely a ripple effect. I mean, WordPress is 35% of the internet. And so if, if I can make 35% of the internet more diverse, like that is, that is definitely a, um, that's definitely great. And, and what's, what's even better is that I know that there are other people in the space who are actively doing the same thing. Like I, I've never had to feel like, Oh, well, I'm the only black girl in the room. And so this is entirely my job. Like there are tons right. of other people who in, in their own ways, are also doing this kind of contributing. Um, I mean, Jill and Aruba and David, we all did that um, presentation at, at WordCamp US together because those are the kinds of conversations we like to have. And so um, knowing that I have a little kind of support system of other dehomogenizers is, <laughs> is really, really nice. Yeah. And just for anybody who's interested and wishes that they were at that workshop, I do believe it is on WordPress.tv. It is. So I'll try to make sure to include that in the show Two notes. parts. It's split in half. Right. Yes, because it was a longer workshop.
Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, we talked, you mentioned that Miami, you don't think had a contributor day, but have you been to a contributor day with all the word camps that you've gone to? So I've been to one. And that's, that's also another one of my goals this year is to go to more contributor days. But I went to contributor day at WordCamp US. Mm-hmm. And um, that was an interesting day because I remember starting the day thinking like, I'm going to go to contributor day and I'm actually going to contribute and I'm going to do stuff. and It's going to be great. Um, and so I went and I ended up in a tiny um, like mini workshop with Cami Chaos and a bunch of other people. And Cami was talking to us about organizing because at that point in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a WordCamp Miami organizer. I should go to this. Right. And so she gave us like this immensely efficient crash course on being an organizer and all the things that you need to know, all the things you need to be aware of. It was amazing. Like she had everything came out so smooth and so quick and like this, 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 and this, everybody get it. Cool. Let's move on to the next, this, this. And I was like, you've done this before. Um, so that was really, really handy and really, really useful information, a cool view on how these events are actually put together and how they're built. Um, and I remember every time I tried to sit down in front of the computer and like try to start working on something, I would find like somebody wanted to talk to me or I wanted to talk to somebody else. And um, there were all these conversations going on and there were, there were kind of things happening at that point for me, like professionally that I was like, Oh, I wanted to talk to this person about this opportunity. And um, I remember getting pulled away to talk to the guys from WP and up because I was doing a a raffle where I was raising money for them. So I was like, I got to go talk to you guys. And so I kept, jumping up to go talk to people. And then before I knew it, it was time to go. (laughs) And so I felt like I had done everything under the sun and talked to so many people and I hadn't actually gotten any like contributing done. Um, But that was, I guess, me doing my community contributing. I was going to say, I would challenge anybody who thinks that that means you didn't contribute to re-examine what it means because all of those conversations, I'm sure that you had, in even in small ways have helped move things forward right i hope so yeah yeah you contributed (laughs) (laughs) well next time i want to contribute digitally okay yeah that's That's a good way to put it (laughs) one of the things one of my goals with this whole podcast is to sort of dispel that myth that some people have that contributing is only doing something with core doing the code, contributing with developing and that kind of stuff. There's so many different ways that people contribute. I mean, like you said, 35% of the internet, that's huge, which means this whole project, this whole community, everything about this is huge. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different moving parts to it. So there's lots of different ways. Well, thank you for doing this because I've I've definitely always had that mentality that contributing is a very – like the definition of contributing to WordPress, WordPress is very strict and very specific. And you're totally right. It's not. And I think we're, we, we will all be better off thinking about it that way and realizing that we can contribute in all sorts of different ways. And we yeah. probably already are and not, not even realizing it. Yeah. Right. I mean, like taking the example of you talked to WP and up, they're helping with people with like the whole idea around mental health. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you just think about that, if, if the people in our community who are doing the core 
contributions, if they're struggling with their mental health, then they can't contribute the way that they would like to as well as they can or maybe at all. And so then that starts to fall off, right? So like going back to your ripple effect before, it's a whole ripple effect. And so every little piece helps. And it's there's so many, so many different ways that people can contribute. You're totally right. Cool. So with that being said, do you have a proudest contribution that you've made so far? I have a lot. There's a lot of things I've done in the past year that I'm really proud of. Um, Pick a couple. It doesn't. Nothing is strict (laughs) on this show. Nothing has to be just one. (laughs) I okay. Last year, at some point last year, I don't remember when exactly. Um, kind of jumping off of, it was kind of when I first started contributing, I first started going to camps and meeting people. And I was really kind of taken aback by all these conversations that I started having because it wasn't ever really a conscious decision that I was like, I need to have these conversations. They would just sort of happen. They would just kind of come up. Like I felt like people for some reason were just really comfortable to ask me tough questions about what it's like for somebody like me to occupy a space like this. And so I kind of felt like, okay, if, if this is what the universe is putting on me, um, I need to, I need to kind of figure out a way to, to organize this. And so I wrote a blog post um, and I still have up it's right here up on the wall um, from word camp Jacksonville, me and Christy Chirinos were sitting and we were having ramen and we uh, outlined this blog post together. She helped me plan it. And it's about how to be an ally in the WordPress space mm-hmm. and why it's necessary and what it means and why having privilege is a good thing and you should use it to help other people and the actionable things that you can do to help other people. Um, and so I wrote this post and it, with I would say like within our, you know, little community, like on Twitter, it kind of went viral and right. tons of people read it and I got tons of great feed- feedback from it. And it's kind of like my magnus opus, like, it's, it's this little, like, um, what do you call it? Like, a, it's like a thesis that I wrote <laughs> on what it means to be an ally. Um, and so, yeah, that's something that I'm really proud of because people have told me that it really helped them and that it, it helped them to see in a objective but kind way what they were doing wrong or where they could improve and where they could find improvement and mm-hmm. all of that sort of stuff. And so that made me feel really good to know that um, I could kind of condense a lot of these conversations that I had into this, you know, shareable piece of media that people could refer back to and things like that. Um, that was pretty, that was pretty excellent. Um, really anytime somebody reaches out to me, which has happened a good handful of times and half a dozen times, uh, when people reach out to me like on Twitter in a Twitter DM and say, I'm struggling with this issue that has to do with diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, c- can you please help me? Because I don't, I, I don't, I'm afraid to ask for help because I don't want to come off as ignorant or racist or something like that. And that always makes me feel so good because I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm the pe- the person that somebody can trust to be a safe ear yeah. and they trust what I have to say. And like, that makes me feel like I'm really doing something right. Um, 
so yeah, there, there's a lot of little moments that of course I'm blanking on right now, but <laughs> I'd say like that post is something I'm really, really proud of. And those conversations that I've had in private with those people where I can tell them, you know, yeah, what you, what you said was insensitive or, um, this, this mentality that you have is tainted by X, Y, Z reasons dating back to, you know, 1965, whatever. Um, but here's how you can move forward and take it or leave it. And, um, yeah, that's, that's a very gratifying thing for me to be able to, to experience. That sounds like something to be very proud of. Absolutely. So, um, one of my questions is usually about any advice that you have for new contributors, but I'd like to modify that today and sort of put the slant on it of what advice do you have for people wanting to get into contributing who do fall into that minority, some sort of a minority that maybe you're feeling afraid or held back somehow? It's a good question. I guess my advice is don't necessarily think of it as contributing. Think of it as I feel passionately about something and how can I, how can I use that for good? How can I turn that into something good mm-hmm. that will affect other people? And I mean, at that, that at the core is contributing, but I feel like thinking about it that way kind of takes the pressure off. And I feel like, you know, if last year somebody had said to me, Hey, we need, community contributors who are going to go to work camps and talk to people about diversity. I would have been like, that sounds intense and a lot and that's scary and I don't want to do that. Yeah. But the fact that it happened for me so naturally and I could pick and choose when I wanted to have those conversations and I could pick and choose who I wanted to talk to. And, you know, it's, it's, it's mine. It comes from me. It's not anything that anybody asked me to do or told me to do or anything like that. And if tomorrow I decided I don't want to have these conversations anymore, then, you know, the world's not going to fall down. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's what I would say is, is focus on how you can kind of make something good inside yourself that you can give to other people. Um, because a lot of these conversations that I have and a lot of the community contributing that I do um, came from me doing research, like Mm. lots and lots of research about. um, So for example, a while back, somebody asked me, you know, why is racism still such an issue in this country when we are so far away from slavery? Right. And I knew a little bit about, post-slavery America, but after having that conversation, I was like, I don't, I can't speak on this as well as I feel like I should. And so I ended up doing a lot of research about why is race still such an issue in this country after we've abolished slavery. It's a big and question. So it's a huge question. There's tons of answers. And so for me to grow that piece of my internal knowledge so that I can use it to help others is way more not to say easy, but it's, it, there's not as much pressure involved as if you think about it, like, well, I have to contribute if I'm going to be a part of this community. Like, how am I going to do that? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Find what, 
find the thing that you want to go off and research or the thing that you want to make better about yourself and then give it to other people. That's what I would say. That sounds good. And I'd say that kind of answers a bit of my question on how people can get involved with yeah. whatever they want to contribute to. Look at that. Two questions <laughs> with one answer. There we go. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to talk about in regards to contributing to WordPress that I haven't asked you yet? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I feel like we touched on a lot of stuff. I really like, I'm getting used to thinking about what I talk about being contributing. It's mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm still kind of getting used to think, <laughs> put shining that kind of a light on it. Um, right. Well, if you ever need a reminder, you know where to find me. Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> um, and I'm really glad that the, the community that we have is so receptive to it. And like every podcast that I've been on or every interview that I've ever done is talk about this. And so I've just kind of been like, right, this is, this is my, my lot in life. This is my place in the community. And I'm very, very happy with that. And so, yeah. yeah, play to your strengths, play to the things that you're passionate about and people will people will see that, you know, people like, I feel like even though I do want to contribute digitally so at some point this year, that's, that's something that I want to do. Like that's a goal for me. Right. Um, whereas people have sought, nobody's asking me, Hey, you're a great developer. We need you to contribute because I'm not a great developer. Um, <laughs> but people are actively asking me to have these conversations. And so I'd say a large part of, um, like if you're nervous or, or you're not sure how to contribute, what are people already asking of you? Like what have mm -hmm. other people recognized as your strengths and, and follow that? Like I, I try to be one of those people who are like, I don't care what everyone else thinks about me, but I think there is value in understanding the way that other people see you because mm -hmm. a lot of times other people see your strengths before you do. That's and true that's a that's a good way to kind of get out of your head and get out of your ego and be like yeah i'm i'm good at this and so i can do xyz with this this skill or this passion that i have you know nice yeah all right now my favorite question of the episode <laughs> i've stopped trying to pretend it's not my favorite question <laughs> but it is which is your favorite wapu all right so i have it's a tie yeah, and nobody ever has just one. Yeah, it's it's a tie <laughs> because one of these Wapus doesn't technically exist. I made him up, but he's still one of my favorites. Okay. My first favorite is the giant life-size Wapu that we had at WordCamp US this past year. Yes. Because that was one of the highlights for me of that weekend is like we were I think we were having dinner and all of a sudden everyone starts yelling and I look to my left and there's this giant six foot tall yellow thing that's ambling down the hallway. And I just remember absolutely losing my mind. Like I thought it was mm -hmm. the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Um, complete with tail. Complete with tail. And just seeing all of these grown adults acting like <laughs> elementary school kids at Disneyland, seeing their favorite like cartoon character in real life. Like, yeah, it was, it was, again, it was just one of those things that make WordCamp so special and fun and silly. And so I think, I think real life Wapu is, is, is my favorite. Um, but, nice. but tied for my favorite is headless Wapu. Oh, because, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Get it. 
But in case anybody doesn't, yeah, so carry on. <laughs> I don't actually fully understand what headless WordPress even means, but it's a it's a thing that I've been hearing a lot about in the last few months is is headless CMS or headless WordPress, and it's a it's a de- technical development term. That's yeah, I think it's when of- WordPress powers the back end, but what people actually see isn't. Mm-hmm is generated from something else. Okay. Something like that's, that. that I know. I'm not, I've, <laughs> I've got like that little idea about it as well, but not a hundred percent. I couldn't lecture on it by any means. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just remember hearing that a lot and kind of being mildly curious about like, Oh, that kind of sounds, it sounds creepy, right? It sounds like somebody walking around without a head. And so it just kind of, I don't remember when I first thought about it, but I was like, wouldn't it be really funny if there was like a Halloween headless wapu <laughs> that didn't have a head and so i have a sketch of it it's also hanging up on my wall <gasps> behind my desk i sketched out this little headless wapu which awesome. is disgusting looking it's horrifying <laughs> and i think i sent it to um to james who who's kind of the resident wapu fairy mm-hmm. and um i don't think he ever like even acknowledged it because it's just a horrible <laughs> but it just makes me laugh and I'm really proud of it and so uh yeah those are those are my two favorite wapus I think I like it those I have to say are the most unique wapu answers that I've had so far (laughs) I win (laughs) you win (laughs) all right so as we wrap up why don't you let people know how they can find you online, especially since it sounds like people do like to reach out to you and so if people have <laughs> questions or want to know more. Absolutely. So you can find me, uh, you can find all the stuff that I've written and a lot of the, the talks that I've done at alleynimmons.com, all one word, no spaces. Um, and my, uh, my how to be a WordPress ally post is up there as well for you to read. And if you want to reach out to me and have a conversation or ask me a question, I am on Twitter 24 hours a day, seven days a week at uh, Allie underscore Nimmons. And yeah, I believe my inbox is set to like open. So you can just send me a DM if you want. Even if you're not both following each other and all that jazz. Awesome. And those will be in the show notes. So people Mm -hmm. can just click. And yeah, well, thank you so much for chatting with me today about all this, all this great stuff. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. Yeah. And hopefully we'll talk again soon. Oh, definitely. And you need to come to Calgary's WordCamp. I think you were already. <gasps> yes. Cause I need that's You and Aruba work on that WordCamp, didn't you? Oh, of course. I yeah. have to get up there. Yeah. 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 You've got to, I think. Yeah. Count me in. Definitely. All right. <laughs> well, then hopefully we'll see you at the end of May. There we and go. Uh, if anybody is or was, depending on when this comes out and when they're listening at WordCamp Miami, hopefully they look for you or did look for you. Oh, please and, do. Uh, and then maybe if not this year, uh, maybe next year or at some other WordCamps because you get around to a couple of them. So mm-hmm. awesome. Well, thanks a lot. Have a great night. You too. Hey, thanks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of WP Contribute. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. For more information on how you can start contributing and show credits, visit wp-contribute.com info. Until next time, happy contributing! <laughs>